Hi, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Miranda. Welcome to Women Don't Do That. This week, we catch up on life and discuss the like 10 episodes that Stephanie has done (laughs) uh, since the last time I participated in the reflection show. You've been kicking butt, so I'm excited to talk about all the great conversations you've had. Thank you. So let's dive in. Woohoo! Let's maybe kick it off, Miranda, with some personal updates. What is COVID life like for you right now? I feel really fortunate because I'm working from home. I have been since March. That happened really quickly. And we talked about that in our last reflection show, Uh, but that hasn't changed. And I have a nice office at home, so I'm set up really well. And my eight-year-old who's in the third grade is still going to school. That's been mostly uninterrupted. And then my two and a half year old is in daycare and he returned to daycare in June. There were a couple months there where we didn't have any childcare or, you know, like the formal childcare we were used to having. Uh, but, but since June, he's been back in daycare and, and everyone's been healthy. I'm really thankful. My husband and I have both been working throughout this. So now I feel like I'm mostly adjusted to mm. how things have changed because they've, you know, I, uh, there's been some consistency for the last little bit, but I hold it all very loosely. I know that at any point things could be upended, school could get closed. You know, we did have, a, we've had um, a COVID case in my son's grade three cohort. We've had a close contact COVID case in my son's daycare, a number of my husband's coworkers have had to go off work um, with positive COVID tests. So, uh, so far we've been really fortunate, but like I said, I am very aware of the fact that all of that could change. What about you? I mean, what, uh, what is this all feeling like for you? I feel like a lot has happened. Maybe it's just a state of constant change. The girls went back to school in September, but later than they were meant to. So that was nice to have them at school. And I actually started back to work in that period of time too, after being off from being ill. So it just feels like maybe lots of new things and lots of change. And my husband, Ralph, is able to go to work. One of my kids has had a really hard time adjusting to the changes with COVID at school. So that's been really hard um, just to, you know, you're living through COVID yourself, but also have to support a child in such a significant way has been a struggle. Um, So it's, yeah, it's been hard, but it's going, (laughs) it's going okay. I think we're all coping with it in different ways and caring for those around you as you see them react and also taking care of yourself. It is, it's not, it's hard to balance that perfectly. And it's hard to know the right way to, um, yeah, be there for people in your life right now. We've talked about that before. Like Mm -hmm. we're all, we all, I think feel like we're carrying so much and it's heavy for everybody. And then you see people around you in need and doing what you can to support them. But certainly when it's your own kid, I mean, that's, uh, I know, I know that's Mm -hmm. been something that, uh, has been, And even just that some of the normal supports for them, like time with grandparents and stuff, aren't there to help them either, right? So I think you feel the pressure on you, maybe in a a different way. I have to say the school system has actually been surprisingly very, very helpful. And so that has been a real blessing during during that time, uh, during this time, which is 
is really good. But um, yeah, just a, a, a lot going on. And I think it's interesting because in some ways there's not much you can really do. There's, you know, you can't go to the movies and go do all kinds of things. But uh, at the same time, it seems really busy. And I, I think it's also just because like, as you start to plan for Christmas, there's so many things that are shut. Like, even if you want to shop more locally, like it's a lot more work to do that, right? Like just, it, it's just a, an interesting time uh, to, to walk through. And I think we have to touch on how disproportionately this situation has been impacting women broadly, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Like we've, you know, we've both spoken to the fact that we've been able to, you know, I've been able to continue working and you have had quite a bit of changes in your work situation, but um, we know yeah. that women all over the country, all over the world are disproportionately impacted economically and with caring for their families. Yeah. Uh, and it, really has, I think, set us back in a lot of ways, but hopefully shone a light on the reasons for disparity and the opportunities for progress still, and just how we need to become more uh, integrated in our families and, and share responsibilities in yeah, meaningful ways. It's so interesting. And I know everybody's experience will be so different, but for me, like my husband, like runs the manufacturing facility for a company. And so he literally has to be there. We've chosen not to put our kids in after school care because of COVID. So they're coming home. They, they get off school really early. So my kids are in the house at 3 PM while I'm still trying to finish my work day. And there was some concern that maybe the schools were going to be shutting down. I mean, I think that's always a possibility for now. They've said they're not going to, but for my husband, nothing changes. You know, he was kind of like, no, nah, big deal. I'm like, no, it is a really big deal. Like, yeah. I'm just coming back to work after being off ill. I've started a new company and having the kids here all day. And and on top of that, how can I properly parent them or properly educate them while like, you're also trying to properly do your work? And yeah, I mean, that's my experience. I know people are um, experiencing different in different ways. So thanks for bringing that up, Miranda, because I think that's really important. The other thing I wanted to mention, a lot of our listeners, we have some in Canada, but they're not all from Canada. And one of the things that's on people's minds here is Canadian winter. So we're coming up against the changing seasons. And, and I've been talking to a lot of people where they're trying to think about what can we do in the winter? Um, you know, if people don't want to be inside people's homes, but it's minus 30 outside lots of the time and, you know, tobogganing and maybe skating and there might be some different things, but uh, it really limits what you can do. And so it brings just a whole different kind of challenge, I think, than, than maybe if you live somewhere where it's a little bit warmer the whole year, which maybe has d different challenges too. I'm in Winnipeg, so we are the basically capital of the world when it comes to long, cold winters. And I'm not exaggerating. If you want to go see polar bears, you go to uh, you go to Churchill, Churchill in northern Manitoba. Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and maybe that will be our holiday this winter. <laughs> I don't know. I th actually, I, no, I shouldn't joke about that because actually, there's there's reasons why we shouldn't be traveling even north in our in our own province right now. But uh, yeah, that is something that I can't even think too much about, Stephanie. Like I, mm -hmm. I just have to take it day by day and yeah. remember that uh, always I have found in life 
that as much as it feels daunting, you have to have faith in your own resilience mm. and you have to believe that you're going to have what you need in the moment. And it's good advice. I don't know what the moment's going to look like three months from now when it's minus 50 here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe schools are Celsius. closed or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you like playing outside is not even a safe option. It's not about being mm. hardy. Like you can't. It's yeah, not- it's frostbite, it, you know, within yes. 10 minutes, lots of times. Um, yes. Yeah, it's so, so true. It's, it's one day, it's one day at a time. And it's just reminding myself, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be the way it usually is where you can, you know, plan some holidays or yes, like travel and or visit with with friends and family the same way. But uh, we're going to figure it out. We're going to keep figuring it out. We have to have faith in that. Yeah, I agree. One day at a time, I think is one of the best pieces of advice uh, we could give. The other thing I would say too is trying to start to think ahead, not, you know, not in a way that stresses you out, but just so that at least for me, then when it does happen, that there's a ton of snow on the ground and it is really cold, that I'm in the mind frame where like I'm ready for it. And we have taken the time this fall, while it's been a little bit warmer here, to clean up our garage so that we can keep the door open and have some chairs in there if the kids want to sit in there with friends with masks on, which is kind of crazy. But um, because of the challenges that my one daughter is having at school, we have to be able to facilitate something like that. And so you know, you become creative by putting heaters in your garage, but having the doors open. And I recognize that lots of people don't even have garages, right? So that's a privilege. So just thinking through, thinking for everybody and and what they're going through too, because everybody's experiences will be so different. Absolutely. I love that creativity. I think the fact that you're thinking ahead like that is is a good reminder that we can be resourceful. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Miranda, you've been having some professional changes more recently. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. A big part of why I stepped away from the podcast in March, I guess, or the last interview I did was in April, was because um, my boss at the time uh, went on leave and I had to fill uh, a lot of those responsibilities really without it, you know, it was very quick. Like it was unplanned. And, uh, I just felt like with everything that was changing in life, like moving to remote work and, uh, school getting canceled and all of that, that I I couldn't include the podcast in a balanced life at that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, since then things have, have progressed and, I've now moved into a new permanent position. So I'm the executive director of public affairs uh, at the university where I work. And uh, I have a, a team now. Uh, and I, Bigger I, team. You have a team bigger, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, bigger team, more responsibility. But even when we started the podcast, I guess two years ago, like I didn't have a team. I reported mm-hmm. to a director uh, and I was in an officer position and I enjoyed that role. I wasn't unhappy in that, but... I feel like a lot has changed yes. <laughs> in a pretty short period of time. Uh, and it's a, I'm excited to take on the role. It's all work that I really enjoy doing. I'm responsible for government relations, for media relations, and for uh, executive leadership communications. And uh, I think that I just keep telling myself that uh, 
this is how you grow. You kind of get in mm-hmm. over your head a little bit. And then that's how you, that's how you advance personally. And so Absolutely. I feel that the conversations I've had, like, I really believe that starting this podcast and having conversations with brave, authentic women who took risks or embraced challenges when they came, the that rubbed off on me. That Ooh, was meaningfully it. inspiring. And I hope for listeners, there's that experience also where you start to think, okay, I don't actually have to be superhuman to -hmm. take on some of these things I have in my head that I want to do. Real people are doing these difficult things and it's not perfect for them. They make mistakes, they're scared, but they just decide to do it. And that's really the difference. And so that has been so helpful for me is these different challenges and opportunities have come up and I've made the decision to just embrace them and say yes. And well, congratulations. <laughs> it's a, it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, you've moved up a lot in your career, which you're excited and happy about and, you know, to, to each their own, but you've really embraced it and are enjoying it and loving what you do. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm also really proud of you for taking the time, the break from the podcast that you needed, because those decisions can be really hard, but you know, part of the things that we talk about and preach on the podcast are about taking care of yourself. And that can be hard, but it's really important to do. So I think that's a good example for other people, even though those things can be really challenging. It, it was hard to say goodbye, I guess, as quickly as I did. And, and uh, you were such an amazing friend about it. I think you empowered me, you supported me, and also you embraced the challenge that came with that. Mm, right. I said, okay, well, if you're out, then I have to take a pause too. And I would have, of course, respected if you had done that. And I think listeners would have as well. We know a lot of people who, you know, who, who podcast kind of on the side, like we do, who took a break from it. And, mm-hmm. but you really leaned in and you have been having fantastic conversations and you've been keeping the content going. And I think that's been really meaningful for people and I'm so proud of you and grateful to you. And, uh, I want to hear uh, how that's, how that's been for you. And then also, I mean, you've had some really significant changes in your life also that because we haven't done a reflection show in like months, <laughs> yeah, people don't necessarily know everything that's no. been going on. So no, I, to update us on too. yeah, it's interesting. I think for me continuing to work, on the podcast really gave me an outlet during um, being off while I was sick, right? So I'm extroverted. So I was able to connect with people and tell stories and feel like I was doing something meaningful, which is always something that's been really important to me. And just have some mental stimulus, you know, so making a difference, but also like stimulating your brain and kind of keeping that side of it active a little bit. And I think a project like that can take very little time and it can take a lot of time. So I think it gave me the permission to slow down if I needed to or what that that looked like. My kids were at home, so that was really interesting. I remember remember one day telling them I was going to record and they had to be really quiet. And like our internet has been really bad during COVID. So they went to the basement and I said like no technology or anything, you know, sometimes if you're doing something really important, you might put on a show and I couldn't do that anyways. So I'm on the, I'm doing an interview with someone and all I can hear is them screaming. And I, I was like, excuse me, I need to just go check on my kids. And I go and I check in them and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They were like, we were having a, like a screaming contest. 
And I was like, what, what about like, you need to play very quietly. Like, I don't understand. Like, I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, went back to finish recording the interview. There's like, t- those are those times when your kids are, are like, we're going to get your attention kids. no matter what. And it's, yeah. it's so frustrating in those moments because you think, don't I do enough for you? Can't you yeah. just play like, quietly? I'm trying really like, hard to do all the things. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and then, so... I have had some improvement in my health. I'm not a hundred percent, but I, for a number of reasons, made the decision to go back to work in September. So I used to be the managing director at an organization called Children First Canada. And so I'm back there now, starting in September as an advisor on their government relations. And some of you may remember from some of the things that we've talked about before, like Miranda, my specialty is in lobbying and government relations. And so in some ways it was nice because coming off of being sick, you were going into something that you knew how to do really well. Um, And the hours were only going to be part-time. So I thought, well, I could probably supplement them with doing something else. Of course, I like to do the podcast on the side, um, but with something that generates income. So I just decided, which is very typical of me, that I would open my own company and I just like did it. And I, I think some of the experiences that I've had lately just really set me up for success to do that. So I'm now kind of doing three things, which is the podcast, my own company, which is called Beacon North Strategies. It's um, yeah, government relations strategy and consulting service. And then my work with Children First Canada, which uh, one of the most recent podcasts was actually with the CEO there, Sarah Austin. And uh, Miranda is actually going to be interviewing me in early December. So we'll get more into some of the details around some, some of that story and, and walking through some of those things, but just to give people a little bit of an update about where things are at. And I've been so proud of you watching you make that transition. First of all, taking care of yourself and taking that break from work to figure out your health and Mm -hmm. then figuring out, uh, what would make sense for you employment wise for that was balanced for your health and your family and all the things. And you're, uh, you're really rocking that. So I do look forward to interviewing you and getting into that a little bit deeper. Thank you. Yeah. One of the things that's particularly challenging and I don't, you know, want to take too much time getting into right now, but is that like one of the things that I'm dealing with is chronic migraines, which is a neural neurological disorder. And it's something that if you find the right kind of medication for you, can be manageable, but it, it, it's not really curable from what I understand. And so that is challenging to, to walk through life with. Um, and, you know, sometimes I get frustrated because I just want to snap my fingers and, and have things the way they used to be. But certainly some of the lessons I've learned from you, Miranda, is like you, you just have to keep going. And, and there are moments that my body will not let me keep going. And those are the, the moments where I try to lean in and listen to it. And the rest of the time, I ignore it because I would actually do nothing. So that's, that's where that's at. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is hard. I mean, I know even before we started this conversation, you were saying that you weren't feeling the greatest Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I know you're just somebody with so much energy and so much passion for life. And, uh, so it reminds me, you had the conversation with, uh, Colonel Menon SNA. A challenging name for us yeah. non-French people. <laughs> yes, beautiful name, but uh, and she was talking about how life is like a road trip, yes. and you take 
exits and you sometimes take the right route and you sometimes take the wrong route, but the surprises can be meant to be. Uh, I hope I'm paraphrasing that correctly, but I, <laughs> I liked what she said. And, and I thought of you because mm. I think you have definitely been intentional about your life in so many ways and about your choices, but there's mm-hmm. also been surprises. And <laughs> I think, I think we all have experienced that mm-hmm. uh, to some Absolutely. extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And embracing yeah. those, those challenges when they come and, and turning them into opportunities as best we can. Yeah. 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 It's hard um, for sure. But I don't know, for me, I just feel like there, there's not many other choices and I, I don't know. You just, um, you know, different people are, are faced with different boundaries, some things that are insurmountable, of course, but uh, other, other times you're able to, to, to push through a little bit. And I'm trying to do that. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talk about exits and road trips, Miranda, we're going to do a reflection show, then you're going to interview me, and then we're hopefully going to do another reflection show uh, closer to the end of the year. Do you want to talk more about uh, the podcast and, and some of the, the things that you're thinking about? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, uh, it's even hard to say it out loud. I don't know. I feel emotional about it. Um, we have been talking about how the podcast is going to move forward. And as we've said, you have, of course, been running it uh, since April, really, 100%. And... I am going to close out my time with the podcast now by interviewing you and and then doing a final reflection show for the year. Uh, and then you're going to start and t- correct me because it's your call. Like I don't decide <laughs> any of this, um, but you're going to start in January uh, with a new season and probably a new intro <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, and keep going with it. Mm-hmm. I will always be here for a sounding board and to cheer you on. Sure. You'll be back. <laughs> yeah. You and maybe something. I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a, a guest star every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, I'm so grateful that we, that we started this together. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful we could work together on creating it. And I'm also, I feel right about now, you know, you, you continuing it and, uh, and it being yours. And I, uh, am going to focus on other things, I guess, for a while and then see, see going forward. I don't have any plans to, to start my own podcast at this point or, or anything like that, but, um, that, yeah, that's the update there. It feels big, but it does I feel think big. it's right. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, it's one of those things when you're walking through things that can seem hard or difficult. And when you step back and look, there can be a natural progression. Sometimes we've talked about that and about different things. And in the spring, when you had to step away, I think, I was able to, or had to learn some of the things that you used to do for the podcast that I didn't know how to do. And so I think having that experience has allowed me to be more comfortable with you having to step away and and focus on other things where um, I think I have more confidence now than I would have in the spring in terms of thinking or knowing that, that I could do some of the, some of the roles that, that you were playing. And um, we can talk about it more when we dive into the final episode. And, and I'm looking forward to interviewing you about how, you know, what this whole experience has meant and the lessons you've learned. But I think we can both agree that we would have never done this or started it without each other. And um, Miranda and I are 
very, very close. And we're in a very close group of friends from university. And we visit each other normally without COVID probably at least once a year. So that will definitely continue. And um, we will definitely have you be engaged in different ways. And people can continue to, to follow what you're doing on social media as well. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say about some of the episodes that you've listened to recently as we get ready to kind of close things off? Yes. I, I mean, like we said, you've done a lot of episodes and I've just been continually like, wow, like you're just, you're, you just keep going. And, uh, your conversation with Wanda Desham, the principal at Liberty Co. Mm-hmm. That was, that was so interesting. I'll be honest. Like I hadn't even heard the term neurodiversity. I know. Yeah. Before you told me about the fact that you were going to interview her and how she had made that pivot at Liberty Co. Cause we were familiar with her work a bit before you decided to interview her. And like you said, she's been a really like wonderful supporter of the podcast. Uh, and so I was, I was really excited that you were talking to her and, and to learn more about that, Mm -hmm. what that means. And to think about that in new ways. She speaks so well to it. And I, I actually pulled out, Stephanie, I have a thank you postcard Aww, from, yeah, Wanda. from Wanda, yeah. I guess a year ago. And we had uh, on social media highlighted uh, some work that she was doing for a national day of conversation that was, uh, if I remember correctly, about uh, fundraising and uh, sexual uh, you know, sexual violence or harassment that can take place in that. Yeah. It's actually coming up the end of this month as well. So you can learn about that on social media as well. We'll be posting about it. It wasn't like we had done a ton of work to help her. Like we had just shared on social media and she sent this, like you can see this double-sided. Yeah. It was very sweet. Postcard. I just thought, wow, like that's above and beyond. So one really cool. And I think that interview for me also taught me a lesson or was a good reminder in there's so much you can learn and grow from other people if you are open to it, you want to, and you do it meaningful. You know, a lot of people will say they want to increase diversity and inclusion in their workplace, or they want to make sure they're hiring like neurodiverse candidates. But I realized from interviewing them, I, ha- I have a friend who's neurodiverse and who has been having a lot of struggles with it and whose child has been having a lot of struggles with it. And by walking through her experience with her, by listening and learning, that's why I was able to ask one of some of the questions. And, and she, I don't know if it was during the interview or afterwards, just could, like was kind of shocked by how much I knew or, or asked the right questions or engaged. And it made me realize how much I had learned by, by walking through that experience with one of my friends and how much I had grown as a person from doing that with her and, and taking the time. And I think that's a lesson we can all learn. Mm -hmm. Another topic I loved from that conversation was how Wanda confronted the terms masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. and how she just spoke to those being societal constructs and that there's really no such thing as masculine and feminine. And we need to work towards eliminating those adjectives from our vocabulary and recognizing that there's no right way for a woman to be or wrong, way, you know, other than being inauthentic or, or being unkind, right? But like, there's no, there's no box we need to see ourselves in because we're male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like uh, when we were younger, that. right? It's like a, a girl who really loved to play soccer was seen as a tomboy. And I just, I'm like, or they're a girl who likes to play soccer. <laughs> like, it just don't. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. But what she, is- she talked about like how the workforce is built for white, straight, able men. Yes. And how we just need to continue to deconstruct that and to tear that down and mm-hmm. you know first of all to recognize it and then to work to to change that meaningfully mm-hmm. and i loved how you talked about some of the progress but also that there's more we can learn and do yeah absolutely are there any other ones that stood out to you Marna? there were so many um i loved your conversation with bonnie from run it like a girl yes uh, and for Laura those of you who, i mean there was there were really yeah. good conversations i just want to interrupt you there on the, the bonnie piece so bonnie like marina said she runs a podcast called run it like a girl it's very similar to ours so make sure to check it out but she also interviewed miranda and i and that is out now as well so if you uh go to run it like a girl and and find them you can listen to that episode and we talk about you know professional and personal advice but we also talk about starting the podcast and and some of those conversations again so uh, you might find that interesting to check out i really you and i both really love the conversations where people are very honest and authentic and the one with laura payton where she talks about her miscarriage was really meaningful to me and how willing she was to just be open and honest because we don't talk about that issue enough and to do that with strangers so that they can feel seen and heard i think is um really brave of her it was an important conversation i agree i found that one hard to listen to at times too. Like it is a really tough subject, Yeah, but that's probably why there's so few open, meaningful conversations about it. Mm -hmm. It's hard, but I was just proud of both of you for having that conversation and for her for being so brave and honest. Yeah. Yeah. A few other updates as we close things off. I am hoping to slow things a little bit down late December, early January, but I am also hoping during that time to share some podcast switches um, like we did with Bonnie, where we switch with other podcasters so that you can learn about their podcasts and their professional and personal advice. You can look forward to those during that time. And also, I'm going to be sharing with our newsletter a survey about the podcast. And so if you're not on our newsletter, you can join it on our website and we'll put all the information in the show notes or um, you can also link to it through our social media as well in the bios. So we will, um, I'd like to just learn more about what your interests are as I'm planning for the next year. I want to ask you some questions about some new and different things and just get your feedback. And there will be a draw for filling it out. So please take the time to do that. It will really help us to create content that um, you like and enjoy. Yeah. I think people should just expect the podcast to get better and better now that you're doing it officially without me. I think you've been trying so many new things and you have really been uh, like, even on social media, you've been so creative. It's probably um, just because I'm kind of ADD and it's like something new and shiny. Yes. No, it's great. I am mm. so confident that you're going to have more meaningful conversations and just continue to create something that's uh, helping people, um, think differently and do things differently in their life mm-hmm. and create uh, the most meaningful life for them. Thank you. It's always nice when someone else has, has confidence in you. I, I do. One of the things I love about the podcast is just that we really 
do get to talk to interesting women and ask them whatever we want, which, you know, you don't always get to have those experiences. So that's fun to do. And I hope, yes, that people learn and grow from those experiences too. So thanks for listening to this episode of Women Don't Do That. As always, Stephanie hopes to see you throughout the week on her <laughs> blog at womendontdothat.com. Keep in touch on Instagram and Twitter at Women Don't Do That. And I noticed that there are seven reviews of the podcast now. It's got five-star ratings and just, again, kudos to you. Congrats. Thank you. We need more. That's how people find us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So make sure you give us more. We look forward to talking to you next time. You'll be, you'll be sick of me by the end of the month when, when Miranda um, <laughs> interviews me further. So thank you for your time, everybody. We'll talk again soon. Bye. Bye.